Welcome to the My Rules Are Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbele. I wanted to get back to you, my dear listener, associated with the running a role-playing game solo without dice. Totally a bridge too far, as I found out. My evenings are actually a very special time for me, and I want to send a shout-out to Spencer here because he did get in contact with me and let me know that he also is a an aficionado of roguelike games, which was really good feedback for me and has actually pushed me into developing a roguelike of my own which I'm doing very quietly in the evenings. And what it made me realise, I tried the no dice thing. The original plan was to write in a book a series of numbers and flip pages of the book in order to get by without dice, but uh, I need dice. And I'm reflecting here actually on an Osprey book about the Bay of Pigs, which is unquestionably the worst Osprey book I've ever read. But when I came to finding it again to read in the evening, I hadn't, I couldn't find my copy, so I've ordered another one, which will be getting here hopefully this evening if not sooner, uh, thanks to Amazon. But yeah, The Osprey Bay of Pigs was a strange one because it's just a really badly written book by obviously a Pax Americana fellow that it's just the wrong topic for the wrong dude for the wrong time. And it creates a book which is very, very curious in the annals of Osprey history. Why am I raising Osprey? Because Osprey is the perfect format for my evenings. Whereas writing or more importantly playing a solo war game or role-playing game, role-playing game here specifically, is just the completely wrong use of my evenings. I'm pretty obsessive currently about the nighttime period and just completely winding down. And it's something because I'm not a fan of low light situations, but I'm particularly aware that I just need more sleep currently than I would normally need. And so the idea of playing a game in the evening, a game involving dice, now I have dice beside my bed, is just a bridge too far versus, for example, reading an Osprey book or versus... For example, doing a little bit of programming on a roguelike game. And I don't know really the time frame associated with getting the roguelike out, but I just wanted to put it out there because Spencer got back in contact with me very quickly and let me know that I was pursuing something that also was an interest of his. I got his computer specs and my aim is to work on this roguelike game and then get it back to Spencer to go full circle in the discussion associated with this roguelike. And I put online a a YouTube video on the my rules are better youtube channel associate i got the date wrong which it won't correct for when i paste it into facebook but it does correct for actually on the original link and that is an early demo of a roguelike interface that i'm looking to use now the roguelike interface i'm looking to use and i'm putting it out for broader listenership is under the gpl which is the gnu public license which none of my software is under so i'm having to rewrite this thing hurriedly to get it out of the GNU license and onto my open source license, which is nominally a one clause BSD plus a joke. That's the definition of it. But it did get onto GitLab. GitLab did verify my, what did bespoke license they called it and agreed that it was open source fundamentally, which I thought was very good. So coming in the foreseeable future of roguelike and further roguelike discussions in this particular podcast recording, discussing solo gameplay without dice outside the remit unfortunately of my evening so i want to give that feedback very quickly will i do a rpg solo without dice possibly well sorry i'll do an rpg solo with dice in the foreseeable future but not really clear at this stage what's happening uh but just want to put it out there i did want to record a little bit about the lead pile because the lead pile i'm long-standing working with rochi whose name rhymes with crotch and that will be coming to an end pretty soon. I have a Skaven army with him, a small Skaven army, which he's finishing. But once that's done, 
that's it for the lead pile for the foreseeable future. And it really fundamentally changes who I am as a person too, because this relationship with a long-term miniature painter, and look, it can go terribly, terribly wrong at the end. I've had a couple of really curious interactions with miniature painters and one which thankfully has still continued on where, if necessary, I have a miniature painter stateside who I'm not really following anymore. I'm kind of removing myself from a lot of the groups that I was on Facebook and this kind of stuff because I'm not really interested in entering that old hammer mindset currently. Once you sign off on doing, you know, miniature painting on a lead pile, you want your mind to be fresh with other things. So that's my editorialization associated with the lead pile. I have five boxes worth of miniatures still, which I'm keeping a hold on to. They're from 2004 in majority, although that's not probably true. Probably two boxes are from 2004 and the rest are contemporary stuff. And I still have a few Kickstarters, which were actually being sent to Rochi and he's moving them now to my address in the US as being the location to get these models. And who knows what I'll do with them in the future. Who knows what actually happens to lead pile in the future. It's a, this, Well, to say it's a small estate is wrong because the painted miniatures obviously take space too. The painted miniatures are taking more space than the unpainted miniatures would have taken. But at least having them painted is something like that. So what I was going to do actually was explore the dice that I needed. I'm going to do that in a future podcast recording. You'll see this pattern now that I'm actually suggesting future podcast topics at the end of the last podcast that I'm recording with the view that you can get in contact with me. Bravo Alpha Romeo, Bravo Alpha Lima Echo Tango, as Spencer's done. So I found a phenomenon with my podcast, which I put out in my other podcast, Long Funk, but a majority of my listeners come from the Boston area. Well, not a majority of my listeners, enough listeners to register on Apple come from the Boston area. If you are a Boston listener to this particular podcast, please get in contact with me and let me know why you're listening and how you found it and all this kind of interesting stuff, because it's very interesting being a solo podcaster in a situation. Oh, I got a correspondence from my man, uh, Barney Dicker, through the week. Just saying hello and saying he's still okay and hopefully we'll be hearing from him sometime in the future, which I thought was very positive. So shout-outs to Barney Dicker, shout-outs to Spencer. And please, if you want your name to be shouted out in this podcast, please get in contact. Tom Barbelay in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out.